Well, hello, you lovely lot. I am so excited to share with you this week's guest episode. Guys, today's guest, Lucy Lee of jewellery brands Lily Charmed and Scream Pretty, previously worked in television but wanted a better work-life balance, which we can all relate to, can't we? Having two children and a need to be creative, she set out on this new chapter and she quite literally started Lily Charmed from her kitchen. She onboarded the babysitter as well as two family members and they did everything in the attic, designing the jewellery, dispatching and so on. Her husband John then joined the business in 2015. She went on to launch Screen Pretty, the sister brand, in 2016 and her story is truly incredible and really inspiring. I absolutely loved this conversation, hearing how both Lucy and her sister go from designing the jewellery, both with different techniques, to hearing about their growth, setbacks and the ups and downs in growing a successful business. Lily Charmed celebrated its 10th anniversary last year, so this woman is well-versed in business and honestly, she gives away some lovely little nuggets and I really hope that you enjoy this inspiring story this week. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm Lauren, I'm a stylist, wedding planner, and content creator, and I am all about creating a life worth living. I'm a mummer of two that launched a wedding planning business and grew to success from making my brand visible to the right people online, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. In this series, I will turn your passion to profit through teaching you how to style your brand visible. We will tackle everything from pivoting in your career and following your passion, how to show up when the odds feel stacked against you, how to nail that social media strategy and literally everything in between. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know I'm a big fan of positive quotes, high street fashion and talking straight. You can expect some frank discussions about business, marketing, mindset, plus some amazing guest speakers to share their knowledge and inspiring stories. Well, hello, Lucy, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and to have this conversation. I've been hugely looking forward to it. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, so, guys, we're going to jump straight in from that intro and we're going to start learning a little bit about Lucy's story, how she's got to where she's got to, and just listen to all the inspiring things that she has to say. Because I know, I know that this is something that you're going to really enjoy listening to. Um, so, Lucy, I guess I would love to start kind of with how how did you end up starting a jewellery business where did it where did it all begin and what did you do beforehand okay so it's it's very random and I have definitely just fallen into it so I used to work in uh, as a tv uh, producer director and events producer um and that was great and I absolutely loved it but I was doing very long hours um, because it does events and live TV events, especially just absorb your time. I can imagine. And I was pregnant with my first child and I was working on Strictly Come Dancing and I was shooting all the behind the scenes um, stuff. So I was kind of vastly pregnant there with my camera and I had to get there before all the celebrities arrived to do all the behind the scenes stuff and do the interviews at the very end. And it just meant, you know, I was doing 16, 18 hour days and then shooting, uh, then editing all the next day, then doing the live show on the month and the hours were very long. 
And a lot of the women that I worked with um, who were doing the same kind of hours as me, they didn't see their children. They had full-time nannies who were literally living. And and I was just kind of like, what what do I want for my family? And um, because I did really love my job, but I didn't it didn't fit with how I wanted to raise my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a long chat with my sister, who is uh, my, you know, my best friend and my very wise counsel. And she suggested, well, you know, you've, you've always been very entrepreneurial because every time you start a new TV event, you're basically learning a new business from scratch and becoming an expert in something that you've never done before. So, um, so she said, well, look, you know, we've got a cousin who runs five jewellery shops why don't you suggest to him that you run the online version of his shop? So it was totally her idea. Can't take any credit at all. <laughs> and then, uh, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a plan. That's a plan. Uh, so I approached him and he was like, yeah, I love that idea. But why don't we just set up a whole new business, nothing to do with the shops and just set up an online business. So I was like, brilliant. So that's what we did. So we started really yeah. small with only like, 10 pieces um and and it kind of went from there so I you know I was kind of learning on the hoof because I'd never done an online business before e-commerce was brand new to me Mm -hmm. so every single thing was research test you know research test because he he was busy running another business so he really wasn't doing any of the doing yeah but he had the jewelry expertise so I could get a quality product and jewelry know-how and I had to teach myself every other aspect of running a business and how many years ago was that so I think we're now in our 11th year wow that's amazing so did you have people making the jewelry did you guys have to learn how to make the jewelry talk to me about that so I've had a steep learning curve so I've never made jewelry but now I now I design all the jewelry oh wow Um, so my sister, well, I say I design all of the jewellery. My sister left the business a few months ago. She designed with me, which is great. She's fabulous. And I'm hoping to hook her back in for a few little projects. <laughs> but, um, but she, so we, we both now design all the jewellery, but we have manufacturers. Okay. Um, because I'm always one for getting the best person to do the job you know Absolutely. always employ people that are better than you you know so so that you get the very best so a, a jewelry manufacturer that has ethics quality you know they they're worth their weight they really are so but you have to there's a lot out there that aren't great so yeah. you have to make sure that that you have a really strong relationship and confidence um with with manufacturers absolutely and I totally agree with what you're saying about you know always getting people in that are that are better than you no matter what part that is part of your business that is like focus on your zone of genius and get the other people in to actually help you grow because otherwise you're just you're going to stagnate aren't you and also I think if we were making all the jewelry you can't scale yeah so you, you you need to find people that can grow with you so if, if I can make more sales, they can make more jewellery, we, we can scale. And that's that's fabulous. Absolutely. And if you're not focusing in on the sales, then it's all well and good, but you don't have a business, do you? <laughs> no. 
Exactly. So our listeners obviously won't know this, but I know this. So you've obviously, so you jumped into this industry and you literally hit the ground running and went for it. You started Lily Charmed. Yeah. And you now have a second brand within your brand, within your company, um, Scream Pretty. So talk to me about how that kind of came about and evolved and, and, and what it's like to kind of have two brands. So Scream Pretty was initially a blog. Um, it was about accessories, designers and different type of accessories that I loved. Um, and you know, it was kind of fun, but I mean, uh, the consistency thing, because I was running another business, I I was not consistent with my blogging. I've heard you talk about that before in your podcast. Um, (laughs) um, so, you know, but the name was great. And Jessica and I, my sister, were designing pieces that just didn't sit within the brand, Lily Charmed. Uh, so Lily Charmed is is kind of gifting, thoughtful, sentimental jewellery, um, you know, very connected and kind of, you know, it, it evokes that's that's that brand. It seems quite um, timeless. Is that right? Like... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and people really connect with it and love it mm. you know it's 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 a very sentiment jewelry brand um and we were designing pieces that were more fashion more kind of self-purchase kind of curated ear we were getting more kind of focused in on ear cuffs and stuff like that that just didn't sit with with lily charmed um so we were like well you know what do we do because we're loving designing this but we need to find the right audience for it absolutely um and scream pretty is a, you know we love the name um so it's like okay actually that says it all you know it's kind of edgy and attractive and you know so it's like well let's just do a second brand and at, at that time lily charmed was doing great guns and we were selling into china and it was oh, wow. it was able it was able to financially support us developing and building a new brand, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's one thing I would say if you for any person going into business, trying to diversify what you offer so that you know one might be having like a crazy time and the other one might be steady. And then, you know, they, they do shift around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really nice having two brands so that, that they can kind of, that they don't have the same audience. They're not taking from each other. They're definitely uh, supporting each other, which is, which is lovely. I love that. And I guess you have to be very careful with when you make that leap. Like, so for anybody considering expanding their brand or setting up another brand or an offshoot, it's finding the right timing, isn't it? And not doing it too early. Yeah, I mean, we were, I think we were about far, I think we've been doing, I'm really rubbish with dates. So we had been doing, you know, Lily Charm for five years. It was already a a successful, profitable business. So you can take, you know, support another business when you've got that income. Um, So, you know, that's, yeah. Don't spread yourself too thin. That's it. Do you know, I think that's where like, I have a, a tendency to sort of have a bit of an ADHD brain and just sort of go, oh, new idea. Oh, new idea. And one of my oh, things no, is to focus. I oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I love the new ideas is what gets you excited. Mm, yeah. So, you know, 
doing a new project or a new collection or a new sales channel I'm like ooh, it's exciting it's exciting isn't it yeah it's the dopamine hit but it's it it is you do have to kind of remember don't you like hang on what's the focus what's the end goal here where am I heading I've had to do it so many times even this last year and go that's a great idea no Lauren pause not yet wait (laughs) wait yeah I'm kind of I'm really lucky my husband joined the business about five years ago as well amazing And, and he's that voice you know so, so I'm the, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And he's like, okay, yeah, it all sounds great. And he never negs it. You know, he never like, no, no, no. Yeah. But he's like, you know, he'll do the cash flow and the forecast and the the sensible planning. I love that. And, you know, and, and so that it's a really nice balance mm. because it just means it's like ste- he steadies the ship when I get overexcited. That's, that which. sounds like the the perfect combo actually because you do need both you do need somebody that's like so creative and got all the ideas but yeah you definitely need need somebody to keep it going (laughs) keep going towards that that goal um so talk to me about growing your business because this I think this is just what excites me the most this this you know starting from your kitchen to now having your own office space like what's that journey been like and and how have you found that well it's been kind of it's been a bit bumpy yeah when we started it was it was just on the kitchen table and then we kind of developed an office to the point where we had someone sat on the floor with a with a cardboard box and a laptop (laughs) because we were just we were just too busy and it was like no we really have to get premises and then I was still working with my cousin at that time and he was like well you know, we could do dispatch from Bristol. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll do all the sales and all that stuff and dispatch from Bristol. So that's what happened. So everything disappeared from here. And then it totally didn't work out doing it that way. Okay. Um, So then we we kind of, uh, at that point, we discovered that we just didn't work in the same way. So we, we kind of, divided the business and I brought Lily Charmed back up here and found a small office yeah which was freezing cold but it was all we could afford you know it was like this is, we've got to keep our overheads low and mm-hmm. you know so I mean it was honestly the people that work with me there I mean they still work with me now but I can't believe that they worked there because it was so awful oh I love the fact it's, that they're still with you yes oh yeah no I mean you know our, our staff retention is amazing. You know, the, the we get we've got lovely staff, and they they have all stayed with us. One left, but she's come back. Ah, oh, I love that. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was it was freezing cold. There was no hot water. It was just a terrible, terrible office. But we couldn't afford anything else while we were kind of trying to get the the business back on a roll. Yeah. Um, we did obviously. Mm-hmm. Then we launched Green Pretty, and then we found a much nicer office um much bigger office so overheads go up yeah um so so that's nice and uh and now we've got more and more staff so and a meeting room and you know you kind of feel like oh I've got a meeting room (laughs) it's on the board it's on the dream board yeah yeah we decorated the meeting room and it was all fabulous but but now sometimes there's so many meetings going on that we've got people sat in the stock room having a meeting I'm like do I need two meetings 
Um, but yeah. so it's, it's, it has definitely evolved, but it's, you know, it wasn't a, a streamlined process. And plus our lease is up in, in uh, July next year. So it's like, do we do another move Ooh. or do we, or do we make, you know, make where we are work? And have you, have you found that sort of post COVID? Obviously, I mean, having those overheads would not have been enjoyable with COVID. But now that people can be a bit more flexible, like, does everybody still come into the office? Like, how, how has that worked for you guys? Well, because we're growing, it's worked for us quite well. Mm-hmm. So, that, so the people that need to kind of put their heads down and concentrate, um, we're very happy for them to work from home a few days a week. So, and it also gives us more space in the office. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that kind of, I don't think the office would work for us if more people didn't work from home. Okay. So, so we kind of have a hot desking situation so that, you know, when people are in, they're in and they've got a desk and when they're home, they're, they're working from home. So, you know, actually that, that works for us. Yeah. Uh, but obviously because we dispatch and we put all the jewelry together because we buy it in components and we, we do the final packing and producing it in our office. Okay. So those people have to be there. So you, you can't deliver uh, unless you're actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, we try and be flexible um, as much as possible. So that that has worked. But during, um, I mean, COVID was very interesting for our business because the growth part of our business was selling at trade to boutiques and jewellery shops. And, and obviously they all shut. Yeah. So suddenly that side of the business just just paused mm-hmm. um but because everyone started shopping online the e-commerce side of the business kind of uh, you know evened it out which is again having diversity within your business of different sales channels absolutely key. really helps even out the bumps mm-hmm. of of trade of which you know we've discovered you know massive curl curveballs can come at any point so yeah I would I would say having different not only different sales channels but different categories of sales channels Mm -hmm. has been a real plus for our business yeah yeah different sort of like slightly different revenue streams I do I agree I think it's I think it's key to good growth (laughs) yeah now I was listening to your um was is it fig and grape grape and fig yes Grape and our most listened to and episode it's, it's a fabulous episode but also the fact that they did exactly the same they just they had to pivot their business yeah in the same way and and that just that proves the point really well it's a great podcast we, we go and listen to that yeah it's a really really good episode very inspiring very inspiring um and I totally agree I totally agree so talk me through because again, this I'm I'm just so interested, and in, and obviously, like our listeners are going to be sort of, you know, they've got their own businesses and they're in the earlier stages. What what has it been like growing a business from scratch? Like, what sort of things have you found really tricky? What bits have sort of really excited you? Just sort of talk me through some of maybe the biggest challenges that you found. So, challenges have been. Starting a business with my cousin, where everything was on the kind of, yay, yay, this is all great, um, 
but you know we'd never worked together before and Mm -hmm. so suddenly you realize that actually the way you work is quite different and you're kind of the way you run a business is quite different um Mm -hmm. so I, I think my big learning has been get it in writing you know okay and have a exit plan when you start so you know should should x and y happen or because life life happens right things change Mm, absolutely if you've said at the very start of a business relationship at the end of the relationship this is what we will do and it's agreed Mm -hmm. that can save an awful kind of like a pre a business prenup you know yeah I would uh, that would be my biggest piece of advice to anyone starting up a business with a friend or a relative or anything because you everyone starts everything with the best intentions but if something goes wrong or their life changes what if they have to move to a different country or you know something significant happens that is out of their control you need to know well oh oh right so that this is what we decided you know so that that would be my biggest piece of advice that I did not take or did not know when I started. I think um, that's really interesting and and very very valid because it's just very exciting when you walk into a business and I'm I'm talking from experience as well. My first ever business was a dance school and I set it up with a friend and yeah yes. <laughs> it didn't go as planned yes so, so, so I, I get it yeah so this is this is my this would be my big advice so you know obviously I've, I've worked with my cousin I work with my husband and I, I work mm. with my sister you know you want to protect those relationships so, absolutely so business is separate relationship so if you've laid it out then it's there it is it's, it's a separate yeah. entity so um so so that would be I've kind of forgotten what the question was. I went off on one. Biggest challenges. There biggest challenges. So there you go. There's, there's a big challenge. Mm. Um, the other challenge is finding the right staff. Um, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> staffing for me is I only want to work with people that I like. And I only want the people that work with us to, to be the people that really connect with the other people that I work with. So that when people come to work, it's like a somewhere they want to come it's like a family atmosphere and everyone you know as I say I we don't lose staff people stay and so it I'm very cautious when I bring someone into that because we had one one terrible failure of someone coming in who was a total mood hoover interviewed brilliantly and we thought it was going to be great and suddenly it was just like oh my god what's what the dynamic of, of bringing one person in that didn't work really changed everything and uh my husband and I are total softies and we were like oh god you know we tried to do everything to make it work and uh and a friend of ours who also runs her own business said you know you're never gonna regret letting someone go that you know you're, you're gonna feel relief as soon as you do it yeah and so and we did like it was awful we felt terrible but as soon as we did, everyone in the office went, "Oh my god, thank God!" You know, they, really, they were really, they were really like, "Oh great, okay." So now we're really super cautious in finding the right person. So an awful lot of times when we do our interview process, it's not just me that interviews them or my husband. We'll do the first interview, 
and then they're basically interviewed by the whole company. So they have to come and do a day where every, they work with everybody and then the whole company decides. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, because then everyone's there to nurture them and bring them on. You know, that's... Well, then there's a real sort of... There's a culture that you're... Yeah that you're creating like yeah. within your oh that's a brilliant idea yeah. so it's it's a team decision so we've got actually we've got today when I when I finish this we're going into the office and we've got an apprentice starting who this brilliant. is the first time I've never met anyone so the whole office have decided this while I was away and I'm like Ooh. okay I'm gonna trust the process um so yes yeah, so that's quite exciting that's a first that's a first yeah. I totally I totally agree with you on on staff team like it's actually the biggest challenge I've had this year is finding the right people for the business. And like you say, they can interview so well. And then the commitment isn't what you expected or whatever. And it's it's really tough. Like, it's quite stressful, isn't it? Yeah. I, I found it the most stressful part of my job this year is finding people that are passionate about what you're creating yeah and then it's like well, but why should they be passionate about it because it's not their business but you 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 do want to find those people yeah. right like it's tr- really tricky yeah I mean we've been interviewing for one position which is a really key role in the business since March oh wow and so you know but it's such a key position and we've got to this point now I'm like well I'm willing to wait I'm just gonna wait yeah. to find the right person but it got to be right yeah it takes a lot it's taken a long time anyway we'll get there we'll get there you will get there you absolutely will get there and you've got like all the right ethos and everything behind it so you know it sounds like you've got an amazing like culture it is really nice it is really nice so we've had I mean I've had one um girl working for me she was actually my babysitter when my kids were little and then she didn't know where to go to university and she didn't know what to do and I was like okay well why don't you come work with me and, uh, and she's just come back from maternity leave from having her first child. So she's been with me. She's oh. kind of grown up within the business. And so that's really nice. So I do feel like a kind of a bit of a, you know, a mum to her. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nurturing. Yeah, no, it's, it's really nice. But I'm really glad she came back. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It's a nice business. That. I just wanted to very quickly interrupt my own episode here to update those action takers and go-getters. Guys, I'm here for you and so is my 2022 Mastermind program. Are you ready to start leveling up your business and do you want to actually be attracting your ideal client? You know, if you're not sure how to style your socials and that content strategy, then I have got you, my friends. Are you shouting yes, yes, yes? Because if you are, I can hear you. My Mastermind program, Styling Your Socials Right, is back and it is even better than before. I have designed it to help you level up your business, attract your ideal clients and crack that content strategy. Join me with my refreshed, updated and sparkly four-week mastermind. We'll be diving into Instagram and the elusive algorithm, how to build an engaged audience and how to talk to them properly, which is really, really key what content you should actually be creating, talking about and putting out 
plus so much more my friends we're going to be starting on the 7th of november so you'll be sure to hit 2023 with a bang you can sign up to my mailing list using the link in the show notes or on the website to be first to find out when the doors open to this awesome mastermind i only run this course once a year i am super excited to open the doors for the third time to let in a new group of amazing female entrepreneurs and help you crack the algorithm work out who you're talking to and start growing your business and turning those instagram followers into paying customers so guys make sure you are on the mailing list to be first to find out when those doors open um, I'm going to go off piste of my questions here just because, you know, I know that you're a mum and I'm a mum. Yeah. And when you mentioned setting up your business, you said that you were pregnant and that was making you rethink, I'm going to say your life choices, but you know what I mean? Like where you want to go, like, and how you want your future as a parent to look. And I had exactly the same conversations with myself and my husband when I was pregnant and hence my business. So talk me through maybe some of the challenges of it's all about the challenges today isn't it um, of setting up a business and being a parent I mean we don't need to dip into this too much but I know that again there's a there's a lot of people they make that decision to start their business at that point in their life it's very common that you go I, I can't do what I'm currently doing and be a parent so I want to I want to do the thing I've always wanted to do yeah. I mean, I, uh, there was a few steps to, to getting there, to be honest. So, so when I was pregnant, I decided to set up a business. Um, but actually, I started with a different business. I'd, I'd been to Peru with my husband traveling. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, let's set up an alpaca business, you know. So I'd, I'd gone and got samples and, you know. did Oh, wow. Did the samples were awful. I mean, like, just, I was like, well, I can't sell that. That's just terrible. And then we were looking for a new home because obviously we'd, we were living in a tiny little flat. So it's like, okay, well, actually we need to live somewhere. So uh, my first, my first project was I renovated a house to, for us to live in. And that's amazing. So, so I did that when the, that was my first job when the children were very little. So Mm-hmm. My my very patient husband was working in a job that he hated for many years to um, support a the house renovation and then b mm-hmm. the business for two two years. He when I actually started Lily Charmed, he worked solidly in a business he hated, and I took no money out of the business at all for two years. So I was very much supported, which is fabulous. Um, yeah. But the juggle with the kids when you know the life stage where you could do it when I had some time was when they were both starting nursery. So I kind of did the house renovation, mm-hmm. then had an, a kind of space to work and then got the kids off to nursery. So initially it was like I had three hours, I think when they, they're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So three hours. So I'd walk, you know, push the pram, drop her off, bye out, you know, and then um, go, go, go. Three hours. there's no one productive like a mum working yeah. in nursery hours <laughs> absolutely absolutely. so I was always the last to drop her off and the you know the latest picking her up mm-hmm. very patient children um but yeah so it is finding those hours and then they go to bed and then you try and do another couple of hours and you know it's graft proper graft mm. um yeah but totally worth it and 
you know absolutely so but I, but I would say I, I don't know how I would have if I had to earn at the same time yeah I, I don't know how I would have done it you know I think that's that's something that needs to be readdressed because you can't get a bank loan starting up a business because you've got no you know no no one wants to take a risk on you yeah so you're essentially on like maternity leave or or yeah. you know whatever stage you're at yeah yeah it's tricky so um you know it's definitely very tricky at, at the beginning to start a business and I think you know people have to take any opportunity that they can that they can to do it and I'm mm. in full admiration of people that have done it without the support of a partner because mm. they're out there and they're amazing and I, I literally hats off don't don't know how they do it it's a it's a juggle isn't it it's definitely a juggle yeah um so let's get let's get creative let's talk creativity because you've obviously mentioned that you do all the designs for your jewelry which excites me a lot um how do you get inspired for these new designs what sort of inspires you well do you know what you you're kind of totally immersed in jewelry like I'm really random. When I meet people for the first time, I look at their ears. <laughs> that I mean, is the best comment yeah. I've ever had I mean, on the yeah, podcast. I always, I always look at their ears and think, well, what earrings are they wearing and why are they wearing and what's their style? And, and so I'm, I'm constantly... You can't see my ears here, yeah. can you? Well, I can't see my ears. But, <laughs> got my but, that's, but that's, that's a weird, you know, that's just what you do. As soon as you get into it, I'm always looking at what people are wearing and how they're wearing it. You know, I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, you know, I look in magazines, I see what different, you know, you, you take inspirations from anywhere. I mean, I, we once mm-hmm. did a design, I was laying down and looking up into a light fitting. And, um, and it was kind of a wicker light fitting. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, like, and I took a photograph of it. And that became the basis of a kind of a starburst design that we did. And the way Wicked. That, it was just like, so you, you kind of take inspiration from any surroundings. And we did this lovely Zodiac collection, uh, which my sister um, and I both both worked on. And because um, I work with a CAD designer and she does like hand drawn um, oh, wow. pieces. So it was kind of a little bit competitive. It's like, which one, which, which bit, you know, there was 12 within the collection. <laughs> and uh, so whenever I'm at shows or whatever, I'm like, which one do you like best? Which one do you like? <laughs> um, but they can't, what's interesting is they can't tell the difference. It looks like a, a full collection mm-hmm. made the same way and they're they're made in two very different ways but the st- stylistically they're they're the same um, yeah so yeah it's but so the zodiac collection looks unlike any other zodiac collection that's out there which i'm really proud of um but i think that's my sister's artistic talent to be honest she's she did some amazing designs and that inspired me to up my game I think um so that's good though that's good that you're both sort of pushing each other creatively as yeah well. no it's it's really nice and I think you know I, I, color is going to be much larger next year for us because we've mm-hmm. we, we dipped our toe into kind of more color rather than just silver or gold um so we're working with different materials and that inspires you. It's like, oh, well, you know, let's try resin. Let's try a bit of enamel. Let's, you know, let's kind of expand mm-hmm. what we can do. And when, Fun. and that, and that gets you excited. It's like, okay, well, I, I've never done that before. So what can I achieve? Mm-hmm. So we did a, we did a lovely, um, 
we did this necklace called Vegas Baby, and it's basically like a, sh- a slot mas- machine um, oh, necklace. So it spins, and you've got like you know a star, some cherries, a seven, and you kind of, and they're all enameled with color. So it's kind of like okay, well, you know, you you find different things that make you go, okay, well let's let's just give it a go. Sometimes it doesn't work, yeah. but you know, it's it's nice to just try different. You know, that had movement as well, which was quite fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I really love the Scream Pretty brand. It's very much my vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but that's I the really thing. It resonates it. with you and Lily Child mm. will resonate with other people. It's it's kind of... Absolutely, yeah. It, it's a personality. You know, each, each brand has its own personality and it's going to fit with different people. Exactly. And they both do. They both do. Like, I, I can see that in both of them. They're both, like, beautiful and you can see the types of people that would go for it or... The moments where, like Lily Charmed, like you say, it's more of a gifting thing. Like, I could see that for bridesmaids and, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, I mean, it is, it is interesting right. because I think because it's um, Lily Charmed is, is kind of p- changing a little bit to more self-purchase and charm collecting, you know, sort of like okay, a, yeah. a cool Pandora. Yeah. Because Pandora has been there forever and everyone gets the concept um, mm-hmm. But if you don't love Pandora's style, because it's got a definite mm-hmm. signature, then yeah. Lily Charmed could be a great option because it's it's got the same concept of kind of charm collecting and, you know, marking those moments in your life. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different signature. So, it's, yeah. so Do you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because literally... This weekend, I was randomly, whilst driving, that's when I'm doing all my thinking, and I was thinking about, um, have you heard of the jewellery jewelry brand Thomas Sabo? Mm. So I had a Thomas Sabo bracelet, like charm bracelet yeah. back, like probably when I was 16. And I was randomly thinking about, oh, where's that bracelet? Like, because I collected all the charms and I absolutely loved the fact that I had, you know, every birth- birthday, someone would buy me a charm. And I know that I'm now 35 and I'm not 16, but I was like, oh, I feel like, could I pull that back out again? I feel like yeah. I might be able no, to, is. no idea where it is. Yeah, but... but it's it's absolutely, I mean, the, the, it's it's a real thing. People still connect with their charm bracelets. I mean, most mm. most young girls get a charm bracelet at some point. Yeah. Um, but adults, absolutely, you know, people are getting them as joint 50th presents, you know, that they'll, they'll, someone will buy a bracelet and then other people will buy the charms and, you know, it's, yeah. it's a kind of ageless thing because it, it connects to moments of time. So exactly, that might be a journey you've been on. Something might represent your child. It might be, you know, a hobby that you have just or, or a pet or whatever. And it's, you know, or your Zodiac or your... When it you, relates you to the people that have bought it as well, yeah. you remember, yeah, don't you? It, like, it generally connects people. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um, and we've had in our reviews and stuff. I mean, we've had amazing things like, you know, thank you for they were given a gift. Thank you for giving me your kidney. It's like, <laughs> you know, you, you get to read these additional little messages and you get little insights into why people are buying the piece. And it just makes yeah. you go, oh, that's lovely. You know, yeah. it really is. It makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, Okay, so let's jump into a little bit of business chat here. And what advice would you give to somebody starting up their own business? Quite a tough question. Okay, it is a tough question. I would say 
go niche initially. 100% agree. I would say find a speciality and a niche and do it really well. Just be the best at it. Um, that would be my my advice. And also, you know, pricing-wise, don't be afraid to to value yourself. You know, don't... Yeah. Don't think, oh, well, they're charging this or they're charging that. Well, you know, you, you need to charge what you're worth for that product. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, they're doing it for that price. They're doing it for that price. Well, I'm sh- yes, they are. But read the reviews. Is, is, the, yeah. is the product any good? So whatever you're doing, your product or service or whatever it is, if that's the best it can be and you're doing the best quality product, People are willing to pay a little bit more because they can rely that what they're going to get is is not going to piss them off. You know, <laughs> people have only got so much time and so much money and conscious consumerism. People want to spend the money once and spend mm-hmm. the time once. They don't want to spend less. Well, uh, this is my personal opinion. I don't think they, that they're willing to spend a bit more to save time and money in the long run. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think having a strong niche with a quality product, word of mouth will grow and that will be your best marketing tool. Um, we'll have, you know, people will talk about how brilliant your product is. And even if they say, oh, you know, yes, it's a bit expensive. Well, but I love it and I'm not returning it and I will come back. You know, that that, that, that couldn't be better. Uh, you know mm, I agree so I totally agree that 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 would be my my core piece of advice I uh, brilliant absolutely brilliant I totally agree with that um what do you love being a, about being a business owner <sighs> I love a lot of things about being a business owner that's I, good I <laughs> I love I get excited about new projects all the time mm-hmm I love the people I work with because I've chosen to work with them. Um, mm-hmm. I like the fact that I work with my husband and we can kind of dovetail our home life and work life, you know, so it, it's worked for us as a family. And I think that like, I've never missed a parent's evening or a dentist appointment or anything that the kids need, they get. They're, either John or I are there for them. You know, mm-hmm. because the business, I can go into work a bit early. I can go to work a bit late. You know, John's uh, mother-in-law is quite old and has got Alzheimer's. So we, we can make sure that we're there for her and that we, you know, so it's, yeah, it works for our lifestyle, you know, and that's, that's really important to me. Um, so, and, and I think lots of people that work nine to five and have got, well, I have to be here then and then, and, and there's not the flexibility. Yeah. Um, but I think when you run your own business, you can build in that flexibility um, because you know you're going to get the job done. Absolutely. So, well, you um, know, you have to. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and we're the same with people that work for us. It's like if they need that flexibility, they they get it because. Yeah if it works for their lifestyle, then they, it's going to work for us in the long run, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think that's, that's what's important for, you know, but 
I, I do love a new a new project that gets me really excited I think a lot of people would probably be able to resonate with that like you know that's definitely a very exciting part of, of being a business owner um were there any low points in your business that you've kind of had to overcome now we've we've talked about some of the challenges would you say that they're the same sort of things um well we had no we had we had a very low point with um a few years ago we were so lily charmed we started to sell quite well into china which was amazing so we don't um manufacture in china but the chinese liked to buy lily charmed it's kind of the the opposite flow <laughs> to to what is usual, and then we start then uh, an agency, a Chinese agency, picked us up, and suddenly our sales started to go really, you know, and and my husband yeah. and I were like, this could be like huge. This is, <laughs> is you know, is this it? You know, we had we had, we had a little oh kind of. And it was going really, really well. And we were like mm-hmm. momentum and it was it was all fabulous. And we had a contract. And then they totally changed the goalposts of what oh. they were going to provide and what we were going to provide to the point where it was like, well, you know, either we remortgage our house to try and fulfill this new requirement or we go let's step back let's mm-hmm. let's reevaluate and um and so that was a real low point because to see a kind of like oh my god we could be next year rodders you know we'll be millionaires yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had that moment and then it was like okay sense check you know are we really willing a do we want to grow at that speed mhm because that has its own complications yeah. with with yeah. all the risks because it would be huge financial risks to us. Mm-hmm. Or do we just want to regroup, bring it back and say, okay, well, let's, let's just park that for now. So that, that was, I would say that was quite a low point because it was like, you know, to see the potential and the momentum, but the risks were too high, I think, you know, for us and our family. Yeah. And that's why we're running the business. So yeah, we did, we did step back and go, no, that's... Comes back to your why, doesn't it? Why are you doing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and I think we made, I, I do think we made the right decision. Um, but that was, that was a low. It was like to see the potential success. Um, but, you know, you know, with hindsight, I'm, I'm happy that we made the right decision. And that's, I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? So when you have sort of like these moments that must really test you mentally as well. And obviously like the prospect of the business really growing at a massive speed can also test your mental well-being, balance. Are there any things that you do in particular as a business owner to kind of look after yourself, keep yourself level, keep yourself balanced? I'm big on wellness and looking after ourselves as entrepreneurs because we can so easily hit burnout. We can just like take it to the extreme and not be thinking about ourselves. Are there any things that you do that kind of keep you it's so level? I, it's like listening to my sister talking to me. She's, she, <laughs> she's, she's very, um, and, and she, she takes her own advice. It's, it's fantastic. You know, so 
I'm not as good at taking that advice. And I think, okay. yeah, but but I have people around me that are, you know, because I, I, I love the business. I do try and exercise. I eat well. I love cooking. Um, so we, oh, that's good. we all eat well. You know, I, I like a bit of tennis. I like a bit of, you know. So I do do stuff for my mental well-being. Um, but I'm not... I probably don't do as much as I should if if okay. I if I listen to those around me. But um <laughs> but my husband is, you know, he runs, you know, he's off out running golf outside. He's in the garden. He's, you know, outside is mm-hmm. his happy place and that's his um space. Yeah. Um and I, you know, I like I like to connect with my family every evening. We all sit down and have a meal. So I do have kind of structure that that makes me happy. Um, When you said you went to yoga today, that's definitely like, you know. Yes, but I'm not going to pretend that that's that's a kind of normal. That's me trying again to get back into it. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not going to pretend that I'm one of these fabulous people that's like, oh, yeah, no, do yoga three times a week. I want to do it. (laughs) And I, okay. I and I aim to do it, but I, I kind of I, I I kind of bump along, and I so, sometimes I'm good and sometimes I'm not. So I I read about it. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay because you're clearly aware. Like I'm the same, honestly. Like I can't keep routine. I try. Yeah, but I, but I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, my basic routine is as long as I sit down with my family in the evening for a meal, I kind of feel like you know I've connected with all and found out what everyone's up to. And we've had that kind of moment because now they're teenagers, then they just disappear and they're just like, yeah, off they go. So I need that to make sure that we're all good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would love to be more zen mm-hmm. and have that routine that I read about. And people like, I, I'm up at five and I have a, you know. Oh, I'd love to be yeah. that person. But I'm not that. I've tried it. I, I can't it work. I can't quite hit that. But um but I do. I try. It's just finding the things that then do work for you. But it's so tricky when you are passionate about what you do and you want to do what you do and you want yeah. to work. No, it's, I love it's it. Hard to stop. I really, <laughs> I, I do enjoy work, and you know, it's I, I find it pleasurable. I mean, I, I I'm going to go off on one. Rain me back right. in. Um, I'm here for it. Years ago, I did a, a pilot program for a TV show. And I had mm-hmm. to find uh, entrepreneurs to kind of head the the show. And I met this one woman who inspired me so much. And, um, and I interviewed her. And she was basically telling me that, you know, what she did for fun was run her business. That's like every day. She, she loved her business so much that she worked every day because she loved it. She was like, but it's wow. me, you know. And um, not that I do that. I do really, I, I can cut off in the evening yeah. and say, you know, not working now. But yeah. but she, you know, if you do what you enjoy, then then that's not such a bad thing. What's the saying? Then you don't work a day in your life or something, isn't it? Like, well, yeah. I mean, she, you know, I think she'd been through several marriages. or So, I, you know, I think there, there's balance, there's balance <laughs> to be had. But I liked her. I liked her work ethic and her the joy that she took from work. And I thought, well, yeah, if I can get to that, that's that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, I have two more questions for you. 
what can we see from your businesses over the next year? I know that you're launching in Australia and America. Well, Um, yeah, we've already launched. We've already launched. Oh, okay. So talk to us about kind of what's, what's happening. What's in the, what's in the pipeline? So, um, Okay, so in, well, we have we have launched we launched in Australia a couple of years ago, um, and again, this is a she was a friend, um, so there's okay. a contract in place. So she's <laughs> running the business in Australia, which is and it's going really well. So that's fabulous. Wow. Um, and then uh, America was one of my hey, let's do America, <laughs> and my husband was like, uh, so. And that hasn't, that's been much more slow burn. Um, okay. So, so that's been running just over a year. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's got its own website, distribution. We've got a marketing agency over there. It's really, you know, and it's, it's slowly building. Everything takes so much longer than you think to get momentum in, mm. in the e-commerce world. So, but that's, that's working really well. So I'm really, I, after a year we're kind of seeing seeing growth so i think amazing next year maybe we'll do some trade shows over there and try and push the brand further into other avenues um yeah. okay. so so that's that's on the big list um we also have some very interesting meetings with and this is another arm of the business this is one of my mm-hmm. i'm excited newness uh, is designing and manufacturing for other people so Ooh. we've done it for uh, a very high end. It's a high street brand, but it's like the higher end of high street. So we've done collections for them. I've done it for a music label. Um, and I've got conversations to do it for a another large company so that's like oh i love it it's all like secret yeah i can't say who they are um but that's so watch this space we will find out well no you probably won't because that's the thing oh it's it's there so i'm designing under their so it's like their white white labeling kind of yeah yeah ish yeah ish okay yeah so i kind of design and manufacture and then it goes out under their name that's cool but it's just like using that. the skills that we have and the, the manufacturing that we have and the quality that we have to yeah. to give them, you know, a little little leg up. So yeah. So that's all quite fun as well. So that's kind of like three different parts. And we've got a brand new trade show that we're going to be doing for Screen Pretty next year that we've never tried before, which is called Scoop. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like a that's like a high end posh trade show. So we're like so oh, exciting. you've got a lot yeah there's a lot going up. on there's a lot going on mm. and in- oh I can't wait to see kind of like you know the growth of the business and oh it's just so exciting it is it's have you got any new collections coming out at all we have got yes we have got um for Lily Charmed we've got coming out I think at the end of this week actually uh the Touchstone collection which mm-hmm. is kind of healing stones so <gasps> So we've designed them so that they're very tactile and they're set so that they can touch the skin on the front and the back when they turn around. And they kind of 
all the stones have different qualities and connections for people. Mm -hmm. So you can find the stone that connects with you and gives you the energies that you need. So that's quite nice. And it's, 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 it's a nice touchy feely kind of collection, which I love. And then we've got another one, which is the manifest collection. And we've got someone in, we've got someone in the office who's all about manifesting she's like the most positive person you will ever come across so she's been teaching us all about manifesting and okay. um and this collection is is inspired by her so they are we've got five different charms manifest charms which you can kind of put onto them what you want to manifest in the world and uh so that's that's quite a, that's quite a departure for us um but that's quite nice so that's lily charmed and then Screen Pretty, we've just launched the Claw Collection, which is doing well. It's just started, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy with. And then we've got Dark Glamour for Christmas, Ooh. which, which um, we've just done the shoot for, which looks awesome. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, so we've got lots of new fun stuff coming out. I love the sound of all of it. I mean, I love the Screen Pretty brand just like I say, it kind of like, I feel like it's me encapsulated in jewellery, but I love the sound of the Lily Charm stuff. I mean, I'm, I am a manifester. I'm here for it. I love the idea of the, um, the stones as well. I mean, whilst we've been chatting, I'm literally What stone have you got? Um, this has actually got two stones in it. It's got, um, and I can't remember what they are, but it's my birthstone and my husband's birthstone, which is actually also both my kids' birthstones because they're born on our birthdays because oh, we're a weird family. That's hilarious. My son and my husband are <laughs> born on the same day as well. No way. Yeah. <gasps> bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> so yeah, this is really like personal to me and it's got my kids' names engraved on the back, but because it's like this flat circle, I'm just always yeah. kind of... But, but really <laughs> I've, I've got a friend that's a yeah. teacher and she's a fiddler so I get her to test yeah. my plating because my jewellery plating because I know that while she teaches she she touches the jewellery the whole time so she's yeah. my plating tester because I know that I can get her to fiddle all day long great idea yeah, yeah. I don't know like it's yeah it's weird I, I literally do this all the time yeah. like always well sorry guys you guys are listening and you can't see but I'm touching my she's necklace. touching her necklace <laughs> okay right so let's just finish up with my final question which I ask all of my guests on the podcast and it is what is entrepreneurship to you tricky question (laughs) I would say it was it was the freedom to to carve the life the way you want it to be absolutely yes I love that I would say Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure hearing about your journey, your ups, your downs, what you've got coming. We'll make sure that we link all the all the links that we need to link in the podcast show notes. So to your Instagram and also to both the business websites as well. So everybody can check out all these new, exciting things and your new collections as well. Um, honestly, absolute pleasure speaking to you today, thank Lucy. You. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As always, I loved bringing you inspiring stories, juicy gems of wisdom and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset. 
If you haven't already, then make sure you join our mailing list to be in the know of everything entrepreneur related. I've popped a link in the show notes for you and I promise you'll be pleased with the girl chat tips and knowledge in your inbox every Monday. You can also grab our Insta bio workbook to make sure that you're making the right first impressions on Instagram. And trust me, guys, those are key. So that is in the show notes for you. It's a freebie. Go grab it, my friends. As always, do hit follow on the podcast if you haven't already. And we would absolutely love a review if you've enjoyed listening. Those five-star reviews really help the podcast grow. And it means the absolute world and also means that we can keep doing what we're doing. Come say hey on Instagram. I love to do daily stories there with loads of behind the scenes. You can catch me there at bluebird underscore creative. So thanks for listening, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.